Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Blaze Hunter and Chat. Just take a breath. Take a look at the cute doggo. Breathe. It's going to be okay. Get some cuteness in your veins because the loss is not the end of the world as the Avs <laughs> fall 3-2 to two to the San Jose Sharks in this one. Uh, <laughs> This was 39 minutes and 20 seconds of solid, if not the greatest hockey game ever. No, but the Avs look solid for nearly two full periods. And then one play goes wrong at the end of the second, and they just don't have it in the third period. Honestly, that's what it is to me. That simple. Yeah, they looked awful. I mean, the top line didn't do much either tonight, so that was that's hard. You do top line, top line, huge aid for San Jose tonight. <laughs> they did some seriously heavy lifting for the Sharks. I, I was waiting for like I was like, oh, I I must have missed some stuff out there. <laughs> oh no, man! Uh, I think that I think that the uh, three individual games that they were constantly trying to play uh, with varying degrees of of success and and the really just all around selfish hockey uh that the three of them were putting together it's good stuff i mean that's, that's quality stuff you're de- you could definitely lay claim to the to the best top line in the league when you when you play that way yeah i mean on, honestly like they they put like shit but i know that the shot numbers are going to look great but the right. the defensive the the their their defensive play was so poor. Colorado's top line, yeah. um, and that that extends to Taves and Makar, which more and more I just think that that's not that that's not the pairing, and I'm starting to wonder what the deal is with Kale Makar. Man, and when I say what the deal is, I mean why why is it that he can't not can't but why is it that he struggles to put consistent games together away from Ryan Graves as his like main partner? Because when he plays next to Graves, he gets into that rhythm and just rolls and rolls and rolls, and you'll see five, six good games in a row, you know, and then he'll have a rough game or whatever. But you put him next to Devon Taves, and it just feels like you're riding this roller coaster. And maybe some of that is the fact that, look, we're still talking about a guy that only has, like, what, 90 games played in the NHL? And it just feels like he's been around for a really long time. So we, and and he's been he's been such an advanced young guy in the league that we yeah. can treat him as a regular rookie and or sophomore, and our expectations are through the roof for him. But so maybe it's just maybe it's just as as easy as 
is that right? Like it's just a young guy having young guy, young guy problems. I'm, look, I'm not going to say Kale McCarr played great tonight, but if you're asking me, Devontae's was the far more volatile guy on that pairing tonight. I, I thought they were both bad. The the only the only the there were two there were two big moments from McCarr that I really really liked. The coast to coast, the, yeah, the coast to coast, and the what the start of the second period, yeah, uh, yep. where he had the nice shot and he throws it right in the chest. Yep, and then stopping the one on three at the real at the end. <laughs> that was awesome. That was so cool. <laughs> the post check. I think that. Uh, I think that that was, uh, you know, that was it. That was those were the highlights. I thought that they were. I thought they were both bad on both of the goals against. And uh, I thought that the selfishness was kind of painful on the top line for sure. Well, yeah. Well, and I think I think it kind of it kind of flowed through their lineup. I I thought there was a lot of selfishness on the ice tonight. This is a, a team that absolutely dominates when they play as a five man unit, and they weren't doing that. And I think tonight's result is just a result of that. I I, I just think that. You kind of reap what you sow when you try and play really individual hockey. And this uh, here's the thing to me is this game felt a lot like the ads of two years ago, the team that didn't have the mental toughness that we're used to seeing from it this year in a sense that they did not play great in the first two periods, but they're up to nothing. They're fine at the end of the second period. And then they have one disaster of a play. They give up a goal late in the second. Sharks get their goals off of another poor defensive effort and then an awful penalty kill. Yeah. McCarr just lost him off the face off there. That's not the person you want in front of the net, too, by himself. Is Hurdle sitting out there. I, there's nobody within eight feet of him. Like, yeah. It was not good. It was not good. Um, yeah. On the other side... I do want to have some positives in our first period as well. I absolutely loved Tyson Jost in this hockey game. Tyson Jost was a monster in this game. Well rewarded for the goal on an incredible shift. And (laughs) beyond that, it's the Tyson Jost we know and love of always working ridiculously hard on things like the four check and, and just the type quickly becoming the type of player that nobody wants to play against. Took some punishment before he scored that goal, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that shift was ridiculous. He gets laid out in the neutral zone, puts on a great four check, comes back, causes a turnover on the back check, and then does great work up the wall to eventually, you know, the play develops and he gets the rebound and a beautiful backhand to finish, too. <laughs> so when it's when it's working, it's working, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jost, Jost always puts in the work. The finish finally came for him. Well deserved on that one. Yeah, that backhand was no joke either. Like there was no chance of them grabbing that one. Yeah, yeah. That he's, he did not have to go full roof job on that backhand, <laughs> but he did anyway. Because yeah. why not? But <laughs> uh the other obvious topic of the night, Alex Newhook's first game in the NHL. Thoughts here because I liked a lot of what I saw, personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he made some smart plays. I, I think if you watched him before the game started, he looked very nervous. Um, obviously, if you saw him on the bench there, he was just trying to calm himself. Um, and the apps gave him a little bit of leeway at the beginning there, taking faceoffs. You know, putting him in in the power play. I thought it was good time to use him and see what he's got. He made some smart moves. Made some rookie mistakes, but also he hustled all out there and looked like he fit right in on that second line. Made some great passes. That pass to Kadri was awesome from the boards and the one yeah. from behind the net as well. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And honestly, that's exactly what I was looking forward to. You want to see the flashes of his ability. And you saw that a couple of nice plays in the offensive zone where he walks with the puck a bit, the nice pass from behind the net. Um, you saw some of his skating ability as well at times. The strength obviously isn't there yet. You, know, you, <laughs> you saw a couple times where he would like try to battle for position in front of the net, and it was like he was running into a wall. But that'll come in in time. Yeah. <laughs> so that side of it was solid. AJ, I know you're you're sulking over there, but give me something positive. 
Nuka's good. Um, okay. he, played with, he played with confidence. He played with jump. Um, he brought the element that we wanted to see. Uh, I thought I didn't have an issue with that line. I thought they were good. I thought Kadri looked good again. Um, liked Burkowski for the most part. I thought that that combination was was exciting walking in and exciting walking out. I would keep them together. And, you know, I said it on Twitter before the start of the game, uh, right around the start of the game, that you have six games to kind of just go all in with this new hook thing yep. and see see what you have. Um, I really liked... Uh, I really liked New Hook's back check, uh, though on that one play where he lost it in, at center ice, and he came back and picked his pocket, got back down the ice, and that was all encouraging. Um, still very much trying to find his way. Looked a lot more comfortable in the offensive zone than anywhere else on the ice, as you would expect. It's going to be a work in progress. Uh, defensively, it's going to be a work in progress. I thought that him through the neutral zone, um, a little more tentative than I expected. But this was also something that we saw in the AHL. You know, it was nine points. It, it was nine points in, in eight games and everybody was, you know, hyped up about all of that. But there was a lot of power play points there. And at even strength, it was it was a lot more of he's still trying to find it. The, the talent is certainly there, though. Uh, and I think that, I mean, you... <laughs> You look at tonight, and it sucks that Alex Newhook isn't more of a story. It would have been a lot more fun to just get all hype beast on it. But um, in terms of the the issues that they had tonight, I mean that their their middle two lines, the Jost line, the Newhook line, zero complaints. The about maybe maybe my only complaint is that they didn't score again. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you if you walk into any game and you you oh. The second line and the third line are going to give you goals tonight. You feel really good about winning because yeah. the first line usually does more, a getting, lot more than what it did tonight. Getting a straight yeah. zero from your first line plus Kale McCarr is a rarity for the Avalanche. Yeah, and you know, I I just think that that's it's it's tonight tonight's a bummer. It it's is. A, it's a disappointing loss. Um, yeah, you're you're. Margin for error. They win tonight. The margin for error is still pretty wide in terms of the vision race because two points back, a head to head, and a game in hand. Um, you know, that's yeah. you're, you're looking at you don't need tiebreakers to win the division in that scenario. And now you do because now you're looking at if they if they went out, uh if they went out except the Colorado game and Colorado wins out, Colorado makes the wins the division based on type. On tiebreakers. Yep. But one, one, one point, they drop one point along the way. Right. That That's no longer true. They still control the their own destiny. Is realistically, they have to win out. Yeah. They're, just... still, they're still in charge here. They're still in the driver's seat uh, because they have the regulation win advantage, which is something that Vegas did not add to tonight with the overtime win. Yep. So they... Colorado still, Colorado still in the driver's seat, sort of. It's weird to say that when you're four points back, but that's the reality. As long as as long as they take care of business in Vegas and they win, they win all their games against uh, all four games against LA. They will win the division. Mathematically, that's just that's where it is, as of right now. Like Vegas has has to make up two two regulation wins in order to catch Colorado in the first tiebreaker. So. You know, I think it was ambitious to believe that the Avs were going to win all of their games against the Sharks and Kings. I still think that would be ambitious to believe that. Um, it would I, be uh, foolish to believe that, given they just lost one. Well, and I mean, I mean the the Kings. I yeah, to win know, out against like, the, yeah, the remaining yeah, their last five games. Yeah. You don't. It wouldn't be like a major upset if they win all five of those games. It wouldn't be a major surprise if they went four and one. I think anything less than four and one, you're probably disappointing. Yeah, for sure. Anything less than three and two, and you're nervous about the start of the postseason. Yep. Like three and two is like an acceptable result. It might get them home ice advantage in the first round. Just, you know, they have they have a one point lead and a game in hand on Minnesota. So they have a little bit again, a little bit of cushion here. But 
I'm not, I mean, I'm not making a ton out of this, uh, but I do, I do find myself a little more concerned than I was at the start of the night. I, it's disappointing. Uh, there are a couple other guys I want to talk about, but we can get to that in the second period as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can also get their Breckenridge hard seltzers, 15 can sampler packs down at the well, no, we don't have seltzers at the DNVR bar. We have the beer there, but at your local liquor store, you can find the seltzers. If they're in stock, if you find them, get them because they sell extremely quickly. We we always struggle to find some for ourselves. So jump on it while you can with Breck Brew. Obviously, they've been with us forever. So we love them. Go get their stuff. Support our partners because that's supporting us as well. We're also brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that can help with migraines, aches and pains, IBS, joint pain, all sorts of awesome stuff. You can get 25% off your first purchase at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code DNVR25. That's a great deal. And if you want to check it out before you go and buy it, you can get it cold brew down at the DNVR bar as well. Since I'm talking up the DNVR bar, you might as well get an annual membership to dnvr as well so you can get 22 ounce beers instead of 16 ounces at the bar plus you know we kind of have pretty decent content if i do say so myself between aj evan myself on the abs beat and all of the other amazing beats as well and if you get the annual you get a free shirt potentially created by this guy right down here so the i someone was tweeting the the beautiful four norsemen shirt at us today that thing is fire plenty of other amazing shorts shirts to look at too who knows uh with uh new hook officially in nhl or maybe we need to get to work on some new shirts i don't know we'll have to see i had most i had a bunch of people asking me where the new hook shirt was and i was like (laughs) yeah we don't have one yet (laughs) first game first game (laughs) it's uh we'll get there we'll get there all right just just give us some time (laughs) obviously if you really love us supporting us through an annual membership is a great way to do it you can also like and subscribe to this video and this youtube channel as that does a bunch for us on the video side as well keep an eye out we got some uh we got some pretty cool video content coming up probably not this week but uh hopefully before the playoffs so just keep your eyes peeled for, for that stuff. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Two more players I wanted to touch on. Number one, Connor Timmons. Another good night. He did have one scary mistake that resulted in him getting an assist ultimately. But it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grubauer able to stop the partial breakaway the other way, and then Timmons fires it up the ice for the the Avs' second goal eventually. If that dude keeps rolling, are we legitimately looking at him in the top six when Sam Gerrard returns, when Bowen Byron returns? Well, let's just... Gerrard, we know, is is probably coming back. So Gerrard takes McDonald's spot. Sure. Okay, because you're not... I, I just don't think you can pull Connor Timmons out when he's playing well. I agree. Yeah. It's it's Byram getting healthy where you have to just what do you do at that point? Do you have to you make stop, a choice? Do you stop the Timmons momentum or do you just say screw this? Our PK hasn't been any good with Patrick Nemeth. We're not gonna mess, you know. We're taking what Connor Timmons is giving us a five v five over what Nemeth is giving us, and then you roll you roll Byram and, and Timmons over Nemeth. And yeah, just say YOLO and play Byram and or Timmons on the PK. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest here. The whole point of getting Patrick Nemeth was you needed like a guy that could help you out on your third pairing that just won't won't be a total nightmare for you who can help you with your PK. That hasn't worked. And if he continues to just not play very well and and they get both and Timmons continues to do his thing. And then you have Byram come back healthy. I mean, you just have to, right? Like Nemeth has to be the odd man out in that situation. Now it's it's on Timmons to continue playing well. No doubt. Knowing that no. he's in a tenuous spot where if he has a really bad game, he probably gets pulled. He can't string together two bad games. That's for damn sure. 
But this version of Connor Timmons is way more useful than in even the best version of Patrick Nemeth. So they they just have to, you know, they they have to let these guys just. Uh, I think I think it's logical decisions. You let the you spots let the are up for grabs, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, you do no loyalty here. I mean, obviously, you're not sitting Makar and Taves and Gerard and. Uh, the top four is a different animal there. Well, and, 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 and like Bo and Byram played so well for you that when he was healthy, that you just have to put him back in the lineup. Yeah. I don't care that he only has 19 games played. If he gets healthy and he goes down, he goes down and he plays a couple of games for the Eagles in a conditioning stint, and he gets healthy right at the start of the postseason. I don't care if he hasn't. He, I don't care if he hasn't played all year. And his first game back is game one of the postseason. Game one, then it's game one. I just, it it has to. I mean, uh, I think I think tonight was a phenomenal example of the difference that it makes having puck skill on their defense. Look, Jacob Jacob McDonald's not a world beater. He's not. I mean, I mean, like we joke about him on the pod all the time, and like <laughs> I joke about him on Twitter, like he's changed my life, you know. <laughs> but like just having a little bit of puck skill. I don't even know the dynamic of that defense. I don't even know if it's the puck skill. How much better did Patrick Nemeth look tonight? playing next to a guy who has feet. Yeah. I, I think it's the puck skill because it limits what he has to do. It limits what you ask Graves to do. It limits what you ask Nemeth to do. When you put when you put him next to, you know, Dan Renuffs and Kyle Burrows and those types of guys, guys that just don't really have very much puck skill, for me more than the mobility, it's because look at look at what's the big difference in Timmons. It's not like all of a sudden his mobility is amazing. It's the fact that he started. He started his play with the puck. Just went boom, 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 boom. Like it just got better and better. And because of that, I think that 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 really shows off how dynamic the defense can be. So if you have an opportunity, Timmons is continuing to play well. Byram comes back. Then, you know, Nemeth and McDonald go. I'm still keeping Graves around because I'm. I'm just. I'm going down with that ship. Uh. To Billy's question here, uh, he says, I mean, they didn't know Jose would be awesome on the PK. I say you wrote Byram and or Timmons just to see it. AJ and I actually had like a little bit of this conversation off the pod the other night. Accidentally. In the universe of the smallest sample sizes imaginable, I think it's like six minutes for Byram and seven minutes for Timmons. Byram has looked fantastic on the PK by his metrics, and Timmons has looked downright awful. <laughs> <laughs> so look i'm not against it throw byram out there see what it I is no, i have no problem with it because you put you put puck skill on your defense then okay great those guys those guys get the puck behind the net they can do something they can make a guy miss they can do more than i'm just gonna rim this around the boards and just freaking hope for the best yeah because that's what we saw where the pk struggled tonight multiple opportunities to clear pucks and like granted you don't want them you don't want a dude throwing a pizza up the middle of the ice but it's like <laughs> like both Taves and graves did it and i just i found myself just trying to resist the urge to smash my face into my keyboard it's because the they just they would fire like non-competitive pucks around the boards to and it's like is sitting there waiting for yeah it. and it's yeah. like eric carlson is on the opposite side there like you can look at Eric Carlson, you guys can you can bag on him all you want about how he's not the same guy. That guy can still handle a puck. Like that's a guy with some puck skill that you're throwing that thing at. I, I just can we, make, well, can we just make a little bit more of a competitive play than that? Yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating to watch him be like, well, maybe it will bounce up off the ice and hop over a stick at the exact moment that I need it to, or Maybe he will just totally misplay it and I'll get lucky. Like you're you're playing for the other team to do something poorly instead of executing yourself. And that's just not a good it's it's not not clean living. Yeah. And when the other team sees that, that you have defense that can't move the puck, they're planning for that, right? They're planning for the puck to go up the boards and they're gonna make sure that they're sticking guys there to basically take that over. When you've got some, you know, defense that can actually skate the puck up the ice and then look for the pass, you have to respect that. So you have to play a little bit different of a game. You can't just be waiting for the puck to come straight to you. So, 
it's it's just, and it's one of those things, right? Like if you're in a puck battle, there's a dude right on you. I understand it to a certain yeah, extent. I mean, the ones yeah. where you yeah, have you got to do. If you're, it's the ones where you yeah. have a second, a second and a half. You can get your head up. And you can fire to somewhere they aren't. It's not yeah. that hard. Where, where Graves yeah. gets the puck and he circles around behind the net, yeah. and there's like a guy <laughs> closing in on him, but he's not there yet. And you're like, "Bro, your head is up. You're looking at the ice, and this is the decision that you make." Like, yep. man, that's frustrating to watch. For sure. I, and then you know yeah. you don't get it out. They make one Royal Road pass after another because Jonas Donskoy can't Dude stop was, it. Was AFK in the <laughs> middle of the ice, like pucks just zipping around him like pinballs, dude. But you are not a matador. You need to use the <laughs> stick. It is not something you can just ole every puck that goes by you. All right, that is not how you celebrate Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it was messed up, dude. Uh, yeah, I. It was not good. And then the one other player I wanted to talk about before we get into some of the other conversations of this game, Philip Grubauer. AJ, you said you were more concerned than you were after the other games. I'm a little concerned about Philip Grubauer. And look, he didn't have a bad game tonight. He only gave up three goals, but that dude does not look comfortable in that right now to me at all. Really slow on the power Lateral play. Lateral movement power play was yeah. awful really for Really, like, looked like it was like trying to turn a tank, dude. <laughs> but it's like, oh my gosh, dude. What is this? The Mako from Mass Effect 1? This is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and so that wasn't that wasn't great. Um, what the one that I really didn't like though, the rebound on the second yeah. hurdle goal. Like that's His rebounds what, were not good tonight. If he just if he just corrals that puck, there's no there's nothing. There's nothing there. Like hurdles just standing there, like. Please, oh, there's sir. no puck. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me that puck. He's looking like Rex is right now, looking for treats. Straight up. That would have been hurdle. And instead, that thing, that thing like dents the armor. And he's like flailing about. And then like credit to Hurdle. Hurdle does make a nice move there. Yeah. Uh to get all the way around the pad. That part I'm not putting on him. But whoa, dude. Don't love. Don't love that rebound. That rebound was fat. Yeah, and that's usually something the, that he's really good at, right? Yeah, like, that, he well, sucks that stuff in, and you never see rebounds from him in those plays. Those are the two things that he's the best at: reading the play yeah. and not giving up rebounds. Because when he's at his best, he's the least sexy goaltender on the planet. <laughs> it is boring. He's one and done. It's a lot of faceoffs. It's a lot of okay. Well, he gobbled that up, and that was the end of that. And instead, it just dings him, and. Rebound is right there again. Credit to her. Hurdle does make a nice move on that one, and then the other, the the other one. He just kind of, kind of, kind of like, uh, kind of like with the Dubnik in Vegas on the two on one. Like, yep, it's not on him. But that where are you going, that, bud? It, yeah. yeah, but it's like <laughs> you're so not competitive on it that it stands out as like, whoa. Well, and that, that was, you know, 20 seconds before he slid nearly all the way into the corner and lost his stick. Oh, right. and, and, like, like, <laughs> and then like just like gets up and like skates up and you're like, <laughs> goalies look so weird skating without a, without without a stick. Like, like, wait, they look so weird, man. And yep. like I don't I don't think he was bad or anything. He made a couple like they don't like the Timmons assist. Yeah, he made, we made a great save there, sure. But stops a breakaway on from Noah Gregor. Makes a huge <laughs> save. So I wonder I wonder if it's more just a little bit of a a rust thing than like uh Yeah, it could be. You know, anything else. Uh I'm not I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it yet. There there are enough games left where he can play well enough that whatever concerns yeah, I have I'd- tonight. He assuages those. And with Dubnik and protocol, he's gonna play. <laughs> yeah. Well, with only one back to one back, two back to backs, I guess. Um yeah. I expect him to play the first back to back if they're still chasing the division title. And then yeah. Jojo. I Go expect Johansson to get one of the games at the yep. end. Yep. Yeah. But I wanna see I wanna see Grubauer have like the the what was it like the eighteen save shutout or whatever his first yeah. game back. Didn't it was have like to try too hard. On yeah, that it was yeah. like it was like credit for the shootout, but the team in front of him was good that night. <laughs> they did not have to work very hard. Uh, I will say on not not like he has these last couple of games where you're you're just 
you know, and like the first, obviously the first goal against, there's nothing Grubauer can do about that. That's I'm not even worried about that. Yeah, okay. Even on that second one though, too, like that's, that's a, a team goal, right? Like, Oh, they had loses a bunch of, yeah, they had a bunch of chances to get out of the zone and just could how not do, you, do it. How do you let Tomas Hurdle just stand behind you? <laughs> like Taves, Taves moves up and he's marking the guy and her and McCarr just stands there as Hurdle dips yeah. behind him. And it's like, okay, there's a man behind you. <laughs> that's bad, bro. In your business, that's bad. And he gets to that freely because McCarr's just not there. Yep. I I have uh, no no big argument against that. We can take our second period break here as we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. They give you amazing odds boosts every single day on all sorts of different sports. Be sure to sign up with code DNVR to get your amazing new account boost right now coming up this weekend you can bet a dollar and get yourself 55 dollars on the big fight just bet on either fighter to win in the main event if you pick the right guy you cashed in your big 55 dollars why not jump on it it's basically free money to a certain extent and then you get to play with it you get to bet on whatever you want if you want to bet on uh, Landeskog scoring goals. You can do on. Uh, you can do that if you want to bet on Berkey, who's hot right now. You can do that. Real men bet on uh, Alex Newhook to score because the odds are good for that one. Jump on it while you still can. Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their top-rated sportsbook app now, and be sure to use that DNVR code again to let them know we sent you on there. New users only on the $1 for $55 to win the weekend's main event. 21 or older, Colorado only. Other restrictions, terms, and conditions apply only at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We are also... Brought to you by Solace Meds. You can hit them up at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. And you can get a bunch of amazing deals right now. It is still Cinco de Mayo for another hour. If you're in Colorado, you can get 20% off uh, when you use code DNVR20 at checkout for the rest of tonight. You can also buy three and get one free in store at upcoming dates including mother's day and memorial day so hit up one of their stores there's four locations in colorado and two in oklahoma city if you happen to be down there fort collins denver anywhere around you can find a place near you jump on it get some great deals with solace meds or check them out online and use that dnvr 20 code to save yourself 20 percent certainly last but certainly not least we're also brought to you by hassle cattle company damn good meat and they bring you the Wagyu beef burger. It is officially down at the DNVR bar now. Uh, so if you want to try them, come on down. Get the beef burger, Wagyu beef burger. When you love it, go to HassleCattleCompany.com. Get their meat. Get $200 to get the free shipping if you really love it. Or you can get DNVR 10 code for 10% off no matter what you get from Hassle Cattle. The the way to do it legitimately, like we joke about Eric driving around with a five hundred dollar box of meat, <laughs> but call up your buddies and each of you get like thirty bucks of meat and you get the two hundred dollars for free shipping and then everybody wins because it's delicious and amazing. So do it. They make amazing meat. I don't know. I don't know how else to put this without jumping into a manscaped read. So uh, <laughs> third period of the DNVR. Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't know how deep we'll go on this conversation. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but on the Sharks' first goal, it's being talked about. Was it offside? No. No? No, I think you're you're allowed to back in to the zone with the puck, and if the puck is under your control like that, I believe you're allowed to back in. You are now... At the risk of getting into a very semantic and minutia layered debate. Well, I think that's the reason they didn't challenge is because they I, would be rolling the semantics. Yeah. Right. The, was he in control of that puck really on that play is, is the question because that's, I, you yeah, want, I'd you have want to rewatch leave, it. If you want to challenge, if you want to leave the challenge up to the eye of that, that eye of the beholder, then, um, 
that's like I I could totally understand where you're coming from. You know the risk. You know that if you get it wrong, it's a goal. They have a power play uh, to start to start the period. Like you, you're taking that you're taking that chance. Look, if Colorado doesn't play like shit down the stretch, none of this matters. You don't because I don't think like if you look at this freeze frame, then it's like yeah, obviously it's offside, but that's not how the rule is written. It's not how the rule is enforced. It's not how the rule is applied. So using this freeze frame as like some gotcha moment, I know that's not what you did here. You're just asking the question, but it seems to be like this thing that Avs fans have done tonight where they're like, well, look at this picture. Um, I just don't, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have reviewed it. I would not have challenged it personally because I, I thought he had, I thought he was clearly in control of it. And based on how the rule is written, he was, he was good there. Blaze agree or disagree. I'd have to see watch it again. Like you can't tell if he is actually in possession of it right there. It's like it's like on its side as well. So, I mean, it is a it's like a 50-50 call right there. Yeah. Just looking at that. He controls the puck before the blue line and then starts moving it forward and doesn't put his puck on the stick again. Or stick, stick on, on the, the puck. puck. Yeah, sorry. Uh and however, he does turn his body to guard the puck from Makar. Yeah. So it, it's super gray to me how in control of that puck he really is. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, blame the abs for not challenging it. Yeah, I, that's a that's a hundred percent. I'm not paid to make that decision, <laughs> um, and it's easy for me to sit here and say, "Oh, if I was in that spot," but I would not have challenged that. No. Yeah. So anyway, when, when in I will say in the world of if you challenge it and you lose your timeout, I would have challenged it. In the world of if you challenge it and you get a penalty, I'm not challenging it. Yeah, I think that's so, fair. Um, I'm yeah because if you lose your timeout, I mean the 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 cost benefit there is it's hilarious. It's why it's why we saw Gerard Gallant in Vegas. Just he used challenge, to challenge everything. everything. Yeah, if there's even a remote <laughs> chance of it yeah. being overturned, he used, yeah. he used to make goaltender challenges or goaltender interference challenges left and right because it was just like. Why not, dude? If they take the goal off the board, then great. Otherwise, all I've lost is my my timeout, and there are still TV timeouts. And like, how important is a timeout versus an actual goal? Now, power plays and stuff—you don't want to be handing that stuff out. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm just not. For me, I this was not a big deal to me. I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought he had control, based on how the rule is is applied. It it seemed like it would have been a really quick review. If they yeah. just freeze framed that and they weren't allowed to watch the play, I totally would have challenged it. But knowing that they're allowed to watch live video, you can catch the uh, breakdown of it in my video coming up later tonight. Uh, since you know YouTube allows us to do that and not live video, but not in live video for some reason. So yeah, that is what it is. Yes. Give this full screen doggo cam, <laughs> the beautiful Rex. Um, <laughs> shout out to my wonderful wife feeding him treats to keep him there. And now he's asleep. But, you know, I don't blame him. He's late games. Oh, there oh. he is. He popped oh. back up. There's another treat. Oh, Look treat. at that. Yeah. Too many treats. Must sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do a, he'll do anything for a treat basically when when so. i'm in winnipeg this is exactly what my relationship with z looks like dangles <laughs> <laughs> a treat for you and yeah if like... she if she needs something from me gives me the treat i do it otherwise i'm laying down <laughs> treat time <laughs> what's that you need something treat time <laughs> yeah so there, hopefully that gives you a little bit of happiness tonight. I know he gives me a lot of happiness. That's all I got. Um. <laughs> yeah. And this really isn't this, like this was a, this was a disappointing loss, but this isn't the loss to burn it down about. <laughs> yeah. They finished six and two against the sharks on the year. They go three and one in their, in their sets against them. Yeah. that That's the it, point I wanted to bring up is we've, we've had a couple of series now where the last couple games of the series didn't go the Avs way, but, their worst record against any team this year is three, three and one against Vegas at the moment. Yeah. So this is, this one is six and two, which is better than they did against St. Louis, which was five and three, I believe. Um, they, they've completely smashed Arizona. I think they went 
five, two, and one against, I want to say. Uh, Arizona? Kinda, yeah. I think Arizona they went. Was it six, one, and one? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they anyway. Win, they've won a lot of games against these teams. <laughs> yeah. They've won all their season series except Vegas, Vegas which they still have the Vegas, opportunity yeah. to win. Yep. So it's a good year. The road play, I'm not worried about their road play, honestly, because um we talk we talk about those games in St. Louis. They didn't have Grubauer for those games. And one of those games they played pretty well, and Dubnik didn't. Yep. Um one of those games was a like their last matchup sucked. They were just not good. But Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not worried about like their road play. They went one and one. They went one and one in San Jose. It's not amazing. Like they're. I think. Oh, okay, yeah, they're fourteen nine and two. You look. You look around, and it's like, are they? Are they significantly worse than anybody around them? The only team that is significantly better than them on the road is like Carolina. Well, I mean, I'm not even looking at Carolina because they they would play Carolina in like the Cup Finals. Yeah, so for they're sure. four, they're fourteen nine and two. Minnesota's fourteen nine and three. St. Louis is fourteen eight and three. Vegas is eighteen and nine. So Vegas uh, pretty solid on the road. It's well, it's yeah. more games played, right? Because it's, Colorado, because Colorado spent an entire month at home. They've spent now an if, entire month on the road. If Colorado wins their next four games on the road. They're 18, 9, and 2. Yeah. So. And you're completely fine. Yep. So I'm I'm just not overly concerned about it yet. Again, there are five, there are five games left for that to change. For sure. You want to go into the playoffs on a good note, no doubt about that. But they have five games to do that. So yep. uh, they've got they've got concern. three road games left, right? In LA, in LA, and then in Vegas before they come home. Vegas. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, super chat question here. Feelings on the power play from Pete. Here are my feelings on the power play tonight. All y'all asking for them to stop doing the drop pass to McKinnon. You saw what it looked like tonight, and it was bad. Their entries struggled when they tried to run things through Ranton and Orlandiscog tonight. And it wasn't it, like that's why they stick with the drop pass. Sorry, I thought, thought Ranton was so bad tonight. He was not good, dude. Like yeah. I, McKinnon, McKinnon is an easy target for frustration because he's always around the puck, good or bad. But I thought Ranton was so bad tonight. Uh, not strong on the puck. Not. I thought he was super, super awful defensively. That he was totally just totally defensively, out. yeah. Totally checked yeah. out. Like the guy would just like go back and he would hang out at the blue line and chill. And then it was right. like, oh, now we get to skate the other way. Cool. Didn't do anything offensively. His one offensive, one like good chance offensively was that one timer, which he has not had since he's come back. His one timer hasn't, hasn't it, been there. It has not looked good. No. Um, I'm just not. It was a bad night. Yep. Yeah, one game Nico, though. So Nico coming back off of injury uh, or off of COVID and having a huge game, predictable. Yep. A couple of games later, him having the game that it looks like it's his first game back, also predictable. predictable. Yep. <laughs> so I'm not too. To be honest, I'm not. I'm just not that concerned about the power play. I never am. This is. Uh, I mean, I think all roads are leading to the same thought that you've already had here, AJ. Right? They dropped three in a row earlier for the first time this year. Yeah. Don't let this turn into a losing streak and nobody cares. Yep. Have this if they if they lose one game in that final stretch of if 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 it's four, the, the block of four, and then the four games against LA and the one game against Vegas. If you lose two games in your last nine games, you're you're fine. The fact that the other teams around them don't also want to lose, well, that's just a tough break. You know, you just it is what it is, but like their, what is their point percentage? 720-ish. Oh, it's down to 706 after 706. Yeah. Well, they just got 75% of their points against San Jose. Yep. So this is kind of just them doing what they've done. They win, they they win four or they win three out of every four. 706 is good for fourth best in the NHL. 
also. Not too so, shabby. Not con- too shabby. And considering everyone ahead of them has played more games than them, pretty good. Yeah, like let's we'll see. Like I I had multiple people. Oh, now they're probably going to finish in third. Why is that probably? Yeah, that they currently sit in second with the game in hand. Why is it probable? <laughs> Do you guys know something that I don't? Like multiple people. Oh, well, now they can't catch Vegas. You got five games left to catch Vegas. We're four yep. points back with five games to play. One of which is against freaking Vegas. So it's just like let's collectively let's just stop thinking that we know the goddamn future and let's just see how this one hang out. we'll see how this see how this rolls for the next week we got a week left in the regular season fam let's just see how it goes well and the other part about it too right it's it's a lot like this is obviously a short season but it's still a long season and you know you don't go into work every day and just do your best job there's some days when you're off but when the boss is looking at the end of the year and you've got stuff that's got to get done, which is the playoffs, it gets amped up. So, like, they're, yeah. they're all going to be humming. It's crunch like, time. It's, yeah. Yeah. Wish, like, I everyone's like, oh, they're just going to lay down and die in the playoffs. No. Come on. Like, I saw some people in the chat. That's that's ridiculous. That's not happening. This is – so I think some of the people that, that do mention that, they see some of the teams the Avs have beat, like Calgary a couple of years ago. But the difference between this team and that Calgary team, for example, is the Avs don't have deep underlying flaws in their lineup. (laughs) And, of course, anything can happen. In in a playoff series, if Grubauer shits the bed, then you're done. But you can't – there's no human being on planet Earth that can predict something like that. So Yeah. I mean (laughs) – the fact that the fact that Minnesota is in here to begin with, like at this level, <laughs> one point back in the going into the final ten days of the season or whatever, like how many people how many people who think that they can see ten days into the future foresaw any of that? Right. Probably probably <laughs> not very many of them. So why would I why would we why would anybody on earth listen to your future prediction skills? <laughs> let's just take this one down a notch, fam. Like let's it's gonna be all right. Tonight, tonight, maybe, maybe when we look fast forward to the end of the season and everything, everything has happened and played out, we look back and everybody's right. This was the harbinger of doom. This was the precursor for another collapse and another heartbreak and another frustration. But we don't know any of that. It's okay. It's it's okay to be frustrated with the loss. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be concerned about some of the underlying issues. My my only real annoyances is like. Let's not act like we can see the future here. If if you can see the future, I have some questions about Dogecoin in the stock market. <laughs> by the way, even if it's just ten days in the future, hit me up because uh, I would like to make some money. I'd <laughs> not waste my talents on whether the Avs are good or bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about the momentum. Okay, well, have they not won three of their last four? I- does momentum even matter if they're going to get a week plus off before well, the playoffs start? This is this is the other question. We don't know when the postseason starts. Yeah, if the postseason, <laughs> like the post, so their last game is the thirteenth. If their postseason series starts on the seventeenth, momentum matters. Right. But if, if they're if their on the fourth, like if they if they finish on the thirteenth, <laughs> and their postseason starts on the twenty-first, they've had a week to just kind of sit around. Yep, Sam. Sammy must be a psychic here. He's uh he's got some tips for you already. <laughs> that uh that that is looking into the past, not the future. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what happened now? I think so. Yeah. I I think that I honestly agree with. I think the West playoffs are going to be awesome. Yeah. As bad as the division has been. It is clearly separated four teams that are that are good oh, and yeah. belong, and four teams that belong on the scrap heap. I'm super excited for however those playoffs are gonna. How could you not watch Minnesota and Vegas tonight and think, "Holy crap, these teams oh. already hate each other." <laughs> they, these teams, these teams hate each other, and they would be a great playoff series. I can't honestly like. To. I I think a lot of matchups are shaping up good. It looks. It's pretty much a lock that the two Florida teams are going to play each other. Uh, You're looking, the entire East is going to be a total baller blast. 
And who the hell knows what happens in the north. (laughs) Well, and like Edmonton, Winnipeg, if Winnipeg is actually humming, yeah, like you have the Winnipeg has the perfect anti Connor McDavid formula. Yep. If they're a sleeper, if it, if it, if it, works all if it's working because like winnipeg just lost like seven in a row so it's it's very like if it's working but they this i mean in montreal you know they've they've been struggling a bit but yeah but you just never like but they're five and five they're five and five in their last 10 winnipeg is three and seven toronto's five two and three like the postseason is actually shaping up to be a lot Yep. I'm oh, super for sure. excited for the regular season to finish and for us to all come together and uh, do our postseason Maybe prediction that, shows. Yeah. And all the postseason, like all the postseason stuff that we're getting into is going to be so much fun. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be. And blast. that includes Colorado. Like, I, I have absolutely no confidence whatsoever that Colorado gets out of the first round. I have absolutely no confidence whatsoever that anybody gets out of the first round. <laughs> okay. Like, that's not, a, I don't believe in the apps. I think there's. This is just going to – this has the potential to be a postseason unlike any we've ever seen because of how the regular season has gone. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for it. I really just – we just have to get through this regular season slog. Right. This... And I'm trying to like – I get myself up for the games and then we watch it and it's just like – These games suck. <laughs> <laughs> and you watch it because like – and I'm sitting here watching it and I'm wondering – because I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, the abs have, the abs have really mailed it in since they clinched," and it's like, "Well, a lot of shit has happened since then." It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not. <laughs> Yo, if the abs mailing it in is six and four in their last ten, that's not so bad. <laughs> well, like, there's a three game losing streak in there, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what about the couple of the games before then? And you know, like, there's a three in the in those ten. There's a three game losing streak. Otherwise, it's like, oh, they pretty much won all their other games. Yep. If you go to their last 13, they'd be. Also, tonight, can I just say numbers and stats and things are weird? Yep. Because the Avs, famously, right? Like, we talked (laughs) all about it last show. They go in 0-8-0. Have never had a comeback win, right, Uh, this season. They have not had any comeback wins. They get one. So what do they do the very next game? <laughs> they're blow one. <laughs> they're one and only to this point regulation loss when entering the third period with a lead. Yeah. They are now 27, one and one. Nice. So oh. I think it's funny that the Sharks gave them both of those. Still finding a way to, to find firsts of the season. Back yeah, to back, no less, too. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why anyone in Colorado would be scared of Mini. The Avs are like the secret sauce to stopping Kirill Kaprizov for most of the season. He's been that's just outside of one game, Kaprizov has not shown up against the Avs series. Yeah, I said I have no confidence that any team gets past the first round. <laughs> that includes that includes all the other fifteen teams that are about to make the postseason. I have no confidence in any of it. We don't know the matchups yet. We don't know how those teams look. We don't know what the health looks like. We don't even know when it's supposed to start. <laughs> so, me just, I'm just saying, meh. All right. I think we're about done for the evening. Oh, final thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Dude, the Sharks have some really fun young players. <laughs> it kind of makes me mad because, like, they deserve five years of misery. But they kind of have, like, like I like the Barponov kid. I really like Noah Gregor and Mario Ferraro is a dude. He's a beast. Dude, he's fun. Yeah. He's fun. And I I like I really like Noah Gregor as like a depth guy with some speed that could that can totally change a game for you. I thought I have one bone to pick with the <laughs> uh the broadcast tonight. <laughs> they said that uh Mario's Ferraro's teammate was Kale McCarr. No, 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 no. Kale McCarr's teammate was yeah. Mario Ferraro. Let's let's get that in the correct order. Yeah. No, Mo, I don't, I don't, I don't know why Mosher can't say Barbanov. But I think after four games in a row, that Barbanov would stop. But I don't know. I thought it was funny. It was their job is impossible this year. Like 
they in the past you, you just go ask see, a guy. Yep, yeah. You will if you have a question, yeah. you just go and you ask a dude. That hasn't existed this year, and so it's just chaos. I mean, what <laughs> the coronash is how you yeah. maybe pronounce it. <laughs> like this is this is this is like when Jesse Montano and I were trying to figure out how to pronounce the Igor's last name, and yeah. we just gave up. Which is why we call him Igor now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, definitely tough there. I everybody knows I'm terrible at pronouncing names too. So I feel the pain. Uh, in, in other notes, have you seen Mark Mosier's Nuggets rap? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I watched that mayo-covered fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I actually had to pause it halfway through so I could go get some sunglasses so I could continue experiencing the whitest thing ever made. <laughs> hilarious. Like, I'm not, I don't mean to, like, bag on it or whatever. It was hilarious. And props to, to them for putting themselves out there and making something kind of fun and silly. It was super white. <laughs> Needed more auto tune. <laughs> if, if you dig deep enough on YouTube, you can find me rapping about getting Landeskog into the All Star game. But I like to think it was slightly less white than that. Is that the was that the year that they made the buttons? Yeah, yeah. And I asked him, did I ever tell you about when I mentioned those to him during an interview? <laughs> you told me about it, but yeah. I don't know if you said uh, it on so the pod. The, the couple years when the San, when the, the uh, All Star game was in San Jose. Yeah, if we had um, like Landy was like one of like the last like vote in guys, and I went and I and at the end of his interview, I was just like, I was like, have you have you seen the, the buttons? buttons? <laughs> The land the the vote for Landeskog buttons and he blows my question off, which is the first time he'd ever done that to me in in our career, like in my career, right in my time covering the ads. And I was like, "Bro, those are real." Like he thought I was kidding with him, and he was like, "Oh, I only I only blew you off because I thought you were kidding." He's like, "Are they? Is there? Does somebody have one?" Miko ranted and comes wandering into the locker room. <laughs> Big old button on his jersey that says "Vote for Landy," <laughs> and he's like, "Take that off now." <laughs> it was, it was so funny, dude, because he was just like, like everybody was like, "Vote for Landy, vote for Landy." They made like a whole social media campaign, and they had like the the video of him tying Miko's skates. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> like they did all kinds of things. They did all kinds of things. Right. And he was just like, he was like, look, that's a chance for me to spend time with my family. That's, time, that's, that's three days that I get to go on vacation somewhere and do something that I want. Or I can go to the all-star game. <laughs> and he got voted in and he went and like, he was like, Oh, it was a great time. And he, you know, he said, Hey, if it happens, I'll be honored by it. I'll, you know, it's a great, it's a great thing in my career. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was super cool for Avs fans yeah. because they got all three of the big three. Yeah. And, well, and then you remember McKinnon had that goofy. Yeah. 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 So the, yeah, the, uh, the it whole Landry All Star Game thing. Though. He was, it was just so fun. And it was the only time he'd ever been like downright rude to me in an on the record interview. <laughs> and he was like, "I thought I thought you were kidding about the buttons." <laughs> and no, they they ended up being very real. And I miss going in the locker room and just bullshitting with guys. Morning skate was the best for that, better than practice. Because after practice, they either had video sessions and meetings that they had to go to. Oh, they were gone. Or they were done for the day and wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> and morning skate, like, there's nothing going on. So those are the best days to go into the locker room and just, like, pick a dude who's just, like, sitting there. Nobody's talking to him or he's already done media or whatever. And you go and you just chat him up. You just talk to him about whatever. Books, the universe, life, whatever. And that's how, that's how you get silly stories. <laughs> All right. I think we're done with the silly stories for tonight because Rex's farts are about to run me out of this room. So <laughs> we're going to get out of here for the evening. Thank you, everyone, for staying up late, sticking with us, watching the show. Or if you catch it the next day, either on YouTube or in podcast format, we appreciate all of you. We will be back tomorrow, 1 p.m., doing a show about something. 
Not sure. Yeah, what do you guys want? Do you guys want to do Q&A tomorrow? Ooh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. We could drop a tweet tonight, and y'all can uh, hit us up with your questions on Twitter. Should be should be fun. We'll we'll do another tweet in the morning for y'all too. But yeah, toss us uh, your toss burning us questions. Yeah. yeah, so we can do that. We'll hope to see you all there, one p.m. Mountain tomorrow. Hope y'all have a great rest of your. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday night, it is. and and we will catch you guys tomorrow.